Yeah, they wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. That's the problem. I ain't right back. Let's go. Runners will be off with a crack of the bat with two outs. Kimbrell deals. Bregman in the air. Left field. Benintendi dives. And he makes the catch. Oh, what a play. Game saver. Andrew Benintendi. You can stop asking that question. Okay? I'm going to be calling the defenses. Okay? So we're clear. So you don't have to ask that again. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Michael Popkowski. As foretold a couple weeks ago by Connor DiBiase, we are back talking about the NBA. NBA trade deadline was yesterday, right? Yep, it finished yesterday at 3 p.m. Eastern. Um, less fun than the midnight finishes in years past, but more uh kind of accessible to the media and to TV. <laughs> and you don't have to be up at midnight to start breaking stuff down. And then, of course... No, but it is fun to be up at midnight. It was so fun to, for the last year for the KD trade to come in at 3 a.m. That was a blast. Anyways, just, Connor, I'm sure we have a lot to get to today. Let's start off with the Celtics because for obvious reasons. Uh, and then we'll break down the sure. rest of the big names. Uh, so the Celtics gave away... Uh, three second three second round picks to land two players. They also gained a uh, heavily protected second uh, to trade one player away to keep a roster spot open. Um, but our first deal was with the Memphis Grizzlies um, for one player that I have been calling on for about over a month now um <laughs> who i want the celtics to take also who i mocked to the celtics in his draft year at pick 30. Um, <laughs> that pick ended up being desmond bain who's then traded to the team that this player also got drafted to um but that player is xavier tillman uh one of the most versatile defensive bigs in the nba uh, and has had a very poor offensive season uh, the grizzlies do not see this year as a winning year draws out for the season smart is out for multiple months um stephen adams was out for the season brandon clark was out for the season desmond bain out multiple weeks um as well as plenty of other guys on that roster those are just the big names <laughs> but uh they went to a game last week with like three guys from their active roster they played Celtics, lost by 40 with three guys from their active roster plus multiple two ways and multiple uh, 10-day contract players. Um, so it's been a really interesting season for the Memphis Grizzlies. Everything's kind of gone wrong where, where so many guys have gotten hurt for that. Yeah, about, um, as, about as bad as you can have it in, in the NBA. Yeah, yeah quite, quite rough. <laughs> so they're going to be looking um, towards next year. Um, and one of the deals they did was to get two second-round picks from the Boston Celtics. Uh, they also land Lamar Stevens, who can give them some wing minutes, which they need with these injuries. Just some good, decent minutes. He has a second-year option in case they like what they see. He was a spot starter on the Cavs last year. He got a spot start with the Celtics this year. Could be something interesting for them, someone to develop. They really have a great defensive base um, and have developed wing defenders very well and could look to do the same with Stevens. They land a Hawks 2027 second and a Mavericks 2030 second. Both those seconds way out into the future. Probably will be used in other trades before then as second round picks at this point. Um, while they can be useful and guys can get 
good players out of them. Usually they're used as trade fodder for future seconds, for players, vets, deadlines. That's what second round picks are. If you want a guy in the second, you trade an extra second to move up. Yeah. If you if a team wants to get to your pick, you get an extra second to move down. Brad Stevens did it like six times last draft. Um and then those seconds he then uses at the deadline. That's what second round picks are. You go up to get your guy. If there's a guy you want there, you don't just sit with your pick. Uh, just an interesting development. But Xavier Tillman, really good defender. Perfect third big for this team. Um, and kind of can cut Luke Cornett minutes out of a playoff rotation or O'Shea Brissett minutes. He probably takes both. Um, Which is a very good thing, Kyle, by the way. Um, can switch everything defensively. You've seen him. If you watch his defensive tape, you can see him locking up Luka Doncic. You can see him guarding Tyrese Halliburton. And then the likes of Nikola Jokic. And he guarded LeBron James for, an entire, for the entire playoff series last year. Uh, he guarded Jason Tatum phenomenally in a game. Um this is just a super versatile defender, and you kind of see Brad Stevens' vision in this trade deadline was to just build an excellent defensive core. Uh, he will be restricted at the end of the year, so they can match any deal as they have his bird rights um, or can look to extend them themselves. I would expect an extension, uh, probably a decently small one, maybe like a, a taxpayer mid-level exception level um, one, three-year 18 mil, something along the lines of that, um, to be your third big and, and kind of your Al Horford replacement. The shot isn't quite there offensively. He's been poor this season. Um, but defensively, the tools are right there to be Al Horford. Uh, and that's what you kind of hope him to be. Um, the other player they got was from the rival 76ers who sold two defensive oriented guards to division rivals in the Bucks and the Celtics. This one, they sent Jaden Springer, a very young 21-year-old defensive-minded guard who has been uh, talked about to be the next Marcus Smart his entire career this far. You just saw him hold Steph Curry to nine points a few nights ago. Uh, the night before, I think it was Luka Doncic to 19. Um it just phenomenal defense as of late, really blossoming. Um, but the Sixers have a plan, and, and the Sixers' plan, um, we'll get into more with their other trades. Uh, but right now, the yeah. Celtics have two very good <laughs> defenders, a point-of-attack defender, a switchable big defender, and that bench now becomes fortified. Uh, I don't know if Springer right. gets regular rotation minutes, but if anyone's injured, now you have a guy that you know for certain will step up. You don't need to question, hey, is this a Banton game, a Stevens game? Uh, right. And, 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 and by the way, I think this is a, a great move to go into the playoffs. You have great bench depth at, you know, defensively, something the Celtics needed. And I just – I hope this is our year, Connor. That's all I have to say. I mean, we just – I feel like Brad puts the pieces out there. I think Missoula calls good games. Um, yeah, the Celtics will look to add a veteran, likely, in that last spot, but also look at Nemius Keita as being a possibility if they don't get a top bio choice. One guy that is there, a fateful friend, Danilo Gallinari, who we signed last season, and then he was out the entire year, uh, unfortunately, tearing his ACL just a month later. So who knows? Maybe we can see a return of Gallinari, um, but... 
there's multiple guys possible. Last trade the Celtics did was trade away Delano Bannon to open that roster spot. They got a top 55 protected Spurs second round pick, uh, likely never going to convey. All right. Let's talk about the Buddy Heald trade, Connor. I mean, I feel like that's a, it's a pretty sure. big one. Do you want to go in order of trades by when they happened or just go to different ones? Uh, whatever makes more sense Either for you. Way. Whatever, Whatever's the better way for you, you to handle it, I guess. Why don't we start at the beginning? Okay, let's um, do that then. Now, we did talk about the Terry Rozier deal last time, did we? Yes, we did. Yeah, so after that, the first trade happened about a week before the deadline, and that was the Stephen Adams trade. Uh, Stephen Adams, who had one of the best uh, kind of numbers analytically for the past couple of seasons, but he's been out over a year and a half now and still out all of the rest of the season. Um, the, he decided, the Grizzlies decided, hey, we don't need that money on the books next year. Let's get some assets. The Rockets said, hey, we're probably going to go more all in next year. Um, we're not going to make the playoffs this year. Let's get a phenomenal backup big, a guy who can run double big with Shangun um, and send three seconds in the Victor Oladipo, con- Oladipo contract Oladipo has since been waived. Uh, it's unknown if he's going to play again this season with injuries. Um, but if he is, he could be a bio candidate for a number of teams. Man, I remember when Victor Oladipo was good, Connor, on the Pacers. Yeah, on the Pacers. Those are those fun Pacers years. <sighs> yeah, um, so long ago, man, doesn't it? Yeah. The second trade is more interesting. Um, this is the Timberwolves adding a secondary ball handler, something they badly needed as the minutes without Mike Conley were not good for the offense. They had Monte Morris, who has been out most of the season, but just came back for the Pistons. Uh, the Pistons basically get some filler salary with Shake Milton, Troy Brown Jr. They also get a second-round pick in 2030. Um, I think this is a really great trade for the Timberwolves. Um, this is a guy who can really control the offense well, can play spot starter minutes when Conley rests. Uh, just a lot better a point guard option than what they had with Jordan McLaughlin and uh, Shake Milton. It just wasn't working. Even some Nikhil Alexander-Walker, those minutes just weren't working. And now you get a, a, a full-fledged, good backup point guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the Pistons, they just add second-round picks. We see that as a common theme um, today, but the next Pistons trade was actually a buying Pistons trade. The Pistons bought into Simone Fontecchio, um, the Jazz sharpshooting uh, forward uh, who is playing a starter for the past month or two. Um, the Pistons said, "Hey, let's take a shot on this kid. He's on a rookie deal. Let's see what he can be." They sent a future second round pick, the rights to Gabriel Posita and Kevin Knox. Um, you know, I didn't think the Jazz were going to give up on a young piece like this uh, for just a second. I, I thought if they were going to give it up, it'd be to a contender for like maybe two or three seconds. But Pistons taking their shot, Danny Ainge getting his picks. Um, not a huge trade. Um, another trade that happened is the Pacers uh, got Corey Joseph um, from the Warriors. Basically, for cash, uh, they basically took on five mil cash with Coy Joseph's three mil salary, uh, which still saved the Warriors like seven mil in tax <laughs> tax dollars. Uh, just a funny overall trade, but it was just, hey, here's Coy Joseph and some cash. You can cut him. <laughs> um, the second time this happened, the f- 
The other time was the Daniel House trade, where the Sixers sent Daniel House and some cash to the Pistons, um, and it was only a second-round pick swap between the two, um, and Daniel House was later waived. This is so the Sixers could stay under the tax line and keep open spots for buyout guys, likely Kyle Lowry, um, stuff like that. We're talking about one more Sixers trade, then I'll get into what they want to do in this offseason. Um Next, we have the Raptors, who made a very, very odd trade, where they sent their first-round pick, Otto Porter Jr. and Kira Lewis Jr. for Canadian Kelly Olynyk and forward O'Shea Agbaji. Former um, Boston Celtic, Kenny Olynyk. Yeah, there were Kelly. a lot of former Celtics in trades. Fournier, Olynyk, Grant Williams. Um, and his freedom. Oh, wait. Not him. <laughs> not him. Um, <laughs> but... Other guys. Who else? Dennis Schroeder, <laughs> Gordon Hayward. Weird, weird day for former Celtics. Um, but I don't get why the Raptors would give up a pick. They're not going to make the playoffs most likely. I could see them then taking a shot on O'Shea Agbaji, good young two-way forward, came to the Jazz in that Donovan Mitchell trade. Um, but I, I don't get giving up the pick here. Um the Jazz side, they get the first-round pick they wanted for Kelly. I thought they could have got more when packaging O'Shea. I don't get this too much for both sides, but now Danny has a pick to work with in this draft. Um, who knows what to do with it? Maybe he'll take the next Carson Edwards. All right, Connor, next up. Another trade, which is a player and cash for nothing. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks send Robin Lopez and cash considerations to the Kings for nothing. Robin Lopez was later waived. This comes days after Doc Rivers quoted after losing a game saying, we should have played Robin Lopez more. It should have been Thanasis. Yeah. Yeah, poor Brooke Lopez. He doesn't get his brother there, but Giannis gets his there. Yep. All right, next uh, up, Con. A kind of big trade. Um, where the Mavericks get a really good big man, uh, could be a backup, could start, depending on what they want to do with Lively. And that's Daniel Gafford from the Wizards, has had a phenomenal last couple of weeks, really good lob threat, good defensively rim protector, seems like a really perfect guy um, to have around Luka Doncic. They send Rashawn Holmes and a first-round pick this season to the uh, Washington Wizards for that. The Wizards continue their full tear-down rebuild um, and will likely have multiple picks in this draft to use to try to try to get some good assets to go around. I would say to go around Jordan Poole, but I don't think he's an asset. Uh, to go around Kyle Kuzma, I guess, if they want to keep Kuzma. Yeah. Um, Another thing happened, a classic Oklahoma City Thunder trade, um, where the Mavericks, to get that pick that they used, a really interesting trade, to get the pick they used in this um, Daniel Gafford trade, they sent their 2028 first-round pick swap to the Thunder for just this 2024 pick. <laughs> Odd. Um Obviously, this is a classic Sam Presti trade. You see this all the time with him on draft day. Um, just rec just getting picks in the future that could be super valuable. We'll see. Um, but, that, but that's it for that trade. Um, next, we have Pat Bev, um, the only insider other than Woj and Shams. To, to, report yeah, to report a trade. Pat Bev reported his own trade 
in which he was sent to the Milwaukee Bucks <clears throat> campaign in a second. Papev is not the defender the Bucks needed uh, whatsoever. <laughs> this is not the guy the Bucks needed. Sixers, he was having a good couple weeks. I don't necessarily get sending him away. I don't think he works as well with the Bucks system. Um, and Daryl Morey told him that he wasn't going to get it traded either. Yeah, that, that's interesting too. Pat Bev obviously has issues with Dame going back years now. Like, yeah, they got they got to put that. I don't get this trade for either side. Um, kind of weird. Um, the next trade, and this will conclude our <clears throat> our seventy sixers series of trades, in which they get Buddy Healed for um, Furkan Korkmaz. And Marcus Morris and multiple seconds. Uh, Marcus Morris was then sent away to the Spurs for Doug McDermott. And this was, by uh, the way, after they gave Marcus Morris the key to the city, wasn't it? Yes, like, yeah, months yeah, after? Marcus Morris was the key to the city just a week ago. <laughs> Marcus Morris, um, one thing I, I said on Twitter right after the second trade happened is, could he return to the Sixers? Then the NBA officially said it was a three-team deal because of aggregated salaries in which, no, he cannot return to the Sixers in the bio market. He has been since waived. Um, big thing is, for the Sixers, they get Buddy Heald, a good player, bad defensively, but now let's look at their cap table for next year after all these deals are done. They have one player on the books. Joel Embiid is the only player on their cap table. Everything else is empty. Uh, sorry, Connor. I just really uh, hold on. Just interview. Not the 2024 NBA MVP, Joel Embiid, because obviously he's going to miss yes, more he's than miss significant time. They may drop out of the playoffs at this point, but they are <laughs> setting up for something, something big. That big thing, in my opinion, I think it's going to be Paul George in the offseason. Um, they have bird rights and restricted on Tyrese Maxey. It becomes harder to afford Paul George if he makes an all-NBA team. Look out for some hey, Tyrese Maxey is missing this game, so we can get him under the 65-game threshold, so he can't be all-NBA. <laughs> I'm not the one to say Daryl Moore is tampering for the 17th time in two seasons, but it could be. Well, Connor, you're not saying it, but you're implying even doing this trade, the Sixers did get better with Buddy Heald over Marcus Morris. Um, so, hey, if Embiid comes back, they can still make a run this season while having all that cap. So anyway, Springer, Paul Reed, um, on his non-guaranteed <coughs> Danny Ainge contract, funniest contract I've ever seen, um, which is stipulated on if they win in the first round or not, the guarantees. But if they lose... Um, they'll have no money on the books, can sign whoever they want around a bead, and can act to any deal on Maxi to set up their roster. They have a few picks and now a bunch of seconds to work with. We're going to see a crazy offseason from the 76ers. Um, next trade to happen, Dennis Schroeder and Thaddeus Young to the Nets for Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, I don't get this from the Nets standpoint. Spencer Dinwiddie's $20 million expiring. Um, and that's $20 million they could have used in the offseason. Instead, they take on the Dennis Schroeder contract. Uh, this Nets team is nowhere, really. I mean, it's, it's mediocrity at its finest, and they don't have their own picks. They were offered their own picks back from Houston for Mikhail Bridges. They declined that. Maybe he gets moved in the offseason. Maybe they make a move in the offseason. But I think 
20 mil off the books would have been more helpful than 13 million dollars in Dennis freaking Schroeder. Um, hey man, don't disrespect the guy who turned down was it like a 50 million dollar contract or whatever it was, and then ended up signing for uh, two. 84. Four-year, $84 million that he turned down from the Lakers to sign a one-year, $4 million with the Celtics. He held out for greatness, Connor. He held out for greatness. All right. He held out to be a trade piece for Daniel Tice. <laughs> there we go. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie was since released. He's probably the top name on the buyout market this season. Um, teams to look at the Mavericks, who he was with a couple years ago, and the Lakers. Teams in the second Tax apron, Celtics, Clippers, Bucks, Warriors, uh, a few teams, they can't afford him um, because he makes over the taxpayer mid-level exception coming into the season. Uh, just a new part of the CBA rules that are in effect. Uh, big trade uh, that I have been talking about for months and months on end now is Bojan Bogdanovic for the Evan Fournier contract. This this trade seems set in stone to me a few months ago. Then the OG and Nobi trade happened. I'm like, maybe they go somewhere else, but they're still going to get Bojan. Uh, they also get Alec Burks from the Pistons for Evan Fournier, Malachi Flynn, Quentin Grimes, Ryan Ochidiakono, and two future second-round picks. Um, I thought they should have been able to get a first for Bojan, especially a team like the Knicks, who have multiple protected, not-so-good first-round picks, uh, especially including Alec Burks. I think they should have got a first-round pick. But Quentin Grimes is an interesting young player for the Pistons, um, and they got two future seconds. Don't love this for the Pistons. The Knicks kind of going all in this season because they see that everyone outside the Celtics is pretty weak in the <laughs> East right now. Um, yep, pretty much. Alec, Alec Burks is kind of backwards on the Knicks style of play. Um, he's a 40% three-point shooter, but he's not a catch-and-shoot. Sure, he's a pull-up um, whenever he gets the ball. Bojan could work better. He's shooting it well. But, again, I, I, I don't see these guys in the Knicks system too well. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, obviously, Bojan um, has that connection. I mean, Alec Burks was there a few years ago. Um, and Bojan has that kind of connection with a, with a few uh, Knicks players. But... Overall, uh, it makes them better for sure. It gets them bench scoring, which they needed. Uh, I don't know if this takes them too far over the top, as some people are saying, um, whatsoever. All right, just a few more here. Um, it, it was a pretty boring deadline, but a lot of small deals done. Um, next one was one of the bigger ones, and that's Gordon Hayward to become the Thunder's sixth man for Davis Bertans, Russia Liege Micic. Trey Mann and two second round picks. That's $30 million expiring for the Oklahoma City Thunder. They have a lot of cap to work with this offseason. Uh, Micic is an interesting player for the Hornets. EuroLeague signing by the Thunder this year. Young, somewhat young, um, but an interesting backup kind of point guard, big point guard. Davis Bertans is $17 million expiring. Trey Mann's an interesting young guard. Um, had some really great moments in the NBA, uh, multiple second-round picks for the Hornets. Um, a very odd three-team deal uh, between the Suns, Grizzlies, and Nets occurred where Royce O'Neal and David Roddy were sent to the Suns. Um, 
the Grizzlies received a first-round pick swap. Yuta Watanabe and Chemezi Metu. Metu was since released. Yuta Watanabe returning to where he was drafted. Uh, the Nets received Kieta Bates Diop, Jordan Goodwin, the draft rights to Vanya Maranchevic, and three second-round picks. Jordan Goodwin was since released. Um, this trade, I really like this for the Suns, getting Royce O'Neal. Uh, I think he's a he's a solid player, a good shooter, can really be a starter for them or just come off the bench, depending on what they want to do with Grayson Allen. David Roddy inclusion didn't make sense to me. Uh, for the Grizzlies, he had been playing great for them. He's still young. They drafted him just a year, I guess two years ago as a first-round pick and just kind of given up on him for a swap in a few years. And not even a first swap. It's not even their top pick. It's the second swap out of a three-teamer. So you get like a middling, but probably one of two worse picks. Um, doesn't make too much sense to me for the Grizzlies to involve Roddy here. But um, that's two wing players that the Suns badly need for their depth. Um as they seem to get injured so often. And the final trade on mm-hmm. my list here is the infamous Grant Williams deal. With the Maverick get rid of their amazing signing worth so much, their four year fifty two million, Grant Williams, along with Seth Curry and a top two protected first round pick in twenty twenty seven. A good pick to get P.J. Washington in two seconds. P.J. Washington, who I never thought would be traded for a first-round pick. They gave <laughs> up a first-round pick because how bad that Grant Williams contract is. Hey, Connor, uh, Connor, Connor, Connor. I'll make both of them. He's going to make both I'll make both of them. Uh, yeah, I mean, Grant Williams, Connor, talk about a fall from grace. Uh you called it though. You called it. You're you were all over it. Beginning of the season, during the season. I think at the beginning of the season, I remember a tweet that you sent out. It was like after his first game or whatever where he played well or dropped the you know, five threes. Two weeks, he was shooting at like fifty five percent from three. And you said just wait. Don't fall for it. You said Don't just wait. Man, uh well, so it wasn't the most interesting deadline, but we had some good moves. Uh Connor. Which teams – give me your top three teams that got better. Uh, I'd say the New York Knicks did get better. Um, I mean, in terms of level of getting betterness or just three getting better? Level of uh, getting betterness. I would put the Mavericks up there for sure. Um, I think that was a big ad. Um Mostly Gafford, I liked better for them, but the PJ Washington's PJ is definitely better than Grant Williams is. Um, that's a that's team a is tough Connor. That's a lot a, of contenders. That's what we call addition by subtraction, folks. Yeah, yeah. So those are the two teams that made bigger moves to get multiple good players to help them. Um, in terms of other teams that added like rotational pieces for their playoff run. Um, I think the Timberwolves are up there with Monte Morris. The Thunder are up there with Gordon Hayward. The Celtics are up there with Xavier Tillman. Um, and maybe the Suns are up there with Royce O'Neal. Out of those teams, I think maybe Royce O'Neal is the one that's probably the best pickup, but Monte Morris is huge too. Um, 
I, I do love Tillman, but I wouldn't say he's on that level. But the Celtics don't need a guy right. on that level of trade for what hey, they have. Yeah, and and um, you know which team didn't make a move that I'll say the Timberwolves. Yeah, and by the way, Lakers did not make a move. Lakers did not make a move. Hawks did not make a move. Shockingly, Dejounte Murray staying in Atlanta. Dejounte Murray, Clint Capella, Bogdan Bogdanovich, DeAndre Hunter. Sadiq Bay on an expiring five mil deal. Connor, they're, these guys got that. Connor, they're ready. There? They're ready for that eight seed, aren't they? They're pushing for that for that playing <laughs> opportunity. God, um, it's so bad. Otherwise, who? Not not too many moves made. The Heat shockingly didn't make another move and is staying over the tax. Flabbergasting to me. Um, that they at least didn't tax dodge if they weren't going to make a move. Um, the Magic didn't make a move. That's a that's an eight seed um, who who in a weak East could have definitely made a couple moves to get better. Um, the Bulls didn't make any moves. What the hell's going on in Chicago? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, they have not made a trade since. 2021, since the 2021 trade deadline, I think, when they got Vucevic or something like that. They've not made a trade for nearly three years <laughs> at this point. Um, for a team that has never like made one playoff appearance and lost in five. What the hell are you doing? Um, the what? Nuggets didn't make a move. They felt set with their roster. The Clippers as well did not trade at pj tucker who requested a trade um it was it was a weird it was a weird deadline for sure the pelicans were in talks with some guys but they did not end up making a move well they technically did a while ago with the kira lewis just taxed up a move but i'm not counting that here um the trailblazers didn't make a single move jeremy grant did not get traded anywhere then dropped 49 points last night um so cool for him um, and the Warriors only made a Koi Joseph move, which is kind of shocking, just a just a tax lowering move. Um, so, not not too many moves made, but the Cavs also didn't make a move. They're now the two seed in the East. Not too many contenders making crazy moves. Just some additions, <laughs> and then a lot of teams um, feel good, don't see. they, Connor? Yeah, a lot of teams feel like the prices at this deadline were too much, I think, for a lot of players. Well, you know what, Connor? A quiet deadline makes for an interesting offseason. And with that, thank you all for listening to another episode of The Master Plan. Connor, thanks for breaking it all down for us. He'll be back soon with more, more great sports content. Thank you for listening, and have a great day. I know for a fact I am not like – the rest, the rest of the guys in the yeah, NFL. Talk, talk, yeah. I know I'm a top five receiver. Yeah. I know I'm a top three receiver. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? Like, Keep going. Yeah, Keep going. You know, I, I just got to prove to people. Right? When I'm working, I'm like, oh, you know what I'm saying? I'm a dog.